0: As we continue to look at the names of Jesus, my opening visual would have done a lot better, been more effective if we'd not had the air conditioners going, but I want you to put yourself in a desert, <laughs> all right? It would have been a very humid desert, but fair enough, a desert, a vast, unyielding desert. Think the Mojave, think the Sahara or Death Valley, something big, something like that. You're hot. And under the merciless pounding of the sun, you just, when you think you cannot get, take it anymore, it just cannot get any worse than this. The oxygen seems to get sucked out of the day suddenly. A blast of hot wind hits you from the back. You turn around and there you see it. A brownish gray mass churning on the horizon and headed towards you with horrific speed. It's a sandstorm. If you've ever been caught in one of these, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got to get to cover. The sand will tear the skin off of you. It'll flay you alive. It'll rip away your clothes. It will blind you, and it will bury you. All in a matter of moments. We even used sand to blast Old buildings and get the grime off of things. And you'll hear of sandblasting metal. And this is headed your way. If you've lived perhaps in West Texas or Oklahoma, you know that when a sandstorm comes, it'll find its way through any crevice. It'll get in your car even though the doors are shut. It'll get in your house even though you've locked it down tight. You need, caught in the desert, a strong, safe place to hide out the storm. And so these scriptures come to mind out of Psalm 55 and Isaiah chapter 4 and again out of verse uh, chapter 25. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. Then the Lord will create over all of Mount Zion and over those who assemble there by a cloud of smoke by day, a cloud, a glow of flaming fire by night, over everything, the glory will be a canopy. It'll be a shelter, a shade from the heat of the day, and a refuge and hiding place from the storm and rain. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm, and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall, like the heat of the desert. He is a shelter when the storm comes. Cammie and I had told her on the first date, I said, if this goes anywhere, we'll be living in Scotland. And uh, before we moved there, right after we were married, we we went over to let her see a trip and we could uh, visit and show her around the country a bit. And we'd gone off somewhere uh, looking at a town. And as you're we walking back from uh, one place to the bus station, uh, well, actually, we weren't going to the bus station originally, we were just going to try to walk back to the house where we were staying, I looked behind and I saw a ridge of clouds coming over the Irish Sea. And I said to her, we better hurry. Now, she, being a good Colorado girl, had seen rain three or four times. And she looked at it, and she was saying, what? And, and, and I said, we really need to hurry. I said, I think we can make it to the bus shelter. And I think she thought I was being melodramatic until about the time we hit the bus, uh, the, the bus shelter, the storm hit us with a ferocity that could have just torn us up. It was hail. It was sleet. It was. We call it the land of horizontal snow. We don't get a lot of snow pack, but we see it on its way to Norway. Uh, it goes just... <laughs> right across and we thanked god for the shelter we had a shelter in the storm jesus is the rock sometimes in scripture like we just saw the newer versions it'll call it refuge but the word there meant a rock ledge or a rock wall that would shade you from the sun yes but mainly from the sandstorms, from the tempest that would strike he is the rock our Jesus is the rock and that's where we get comfort because we know that this stone also called a cornerstone, but we're going to have another sermon on cornerstone. This rock will never budge and we can trust fully in this rock. He's not just a passive rock for the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse four about all the people. They drank the same spiritual drink and they drank from the same spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. The people of the wilderness, as they walked through that 40 years, if you were to ask them, where's the rock that's following you, wouldn't have known what you were talking about. But Paul says the whole time, they were being sheltered by a rock. And the rock followed them. It wasn't just the rock at Meribah that uh, you got water from, two different stories in the scripture. It wasn't just a rock ledge that they ran to once or twice. This rock, Jesus was with them in the wilderness and they didn't even know. They knew about the, the pillar of fire. They knew about the pillar of cloud, but they didn't realize that Jesus was there to make sure nothing struck them that would destroy them. He follows us. Not only does he shelter us, he takes action. He takes action to make sure that you and I are safe. Uh, the, think of that. He lays down smoke and fire, pillar of cloud and fire, to shelter us. It's kind of like smoke and alt, uh, 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 artillery. A lot of times, you don't fire something to kill somebody. You fire something to create smoke so that you can get away or you can move your people. But he comes with fire and smoke, a rock to protect us, a rock to drive away those things that would destroy us we have some songs i did not ask mark to sing and mark does a fantastic job of singing a lot of the old songs as well as a lot of the new songs but a lot of the old songs are really old songs and they're not even known by some of our more experienced christians shall we say the christians that might need ironing i don't know how to explain uh christians of a certain age but there's a We had a song that you used to sing, Oh, safe to the rock that is higher than I, my soul in its conflicts and sorrows would fly. So sinful, so weary, thine, thine would I be. Thou blessed rock of ages, I'm hiding in thee. And it goes on from there in beautiful imagery to talk about we have to go to a place that's safe. I want to ask you just a moment Are you safe? where you are we've talked about this before i think just a week or two ago that kids will buy their college textbooks for a horrendous amount of money then they have to sell them back at the end for just a few dollars they can't keep them and sell them for more to the next class because they have got to change the books and yes some of that's probably an economic decision but the fact is if you're relying upon human knowledge to save you that's always changing I go about uh, all over and talk to people about why I believe in God. And one of the questions I'm asked most frequently is, have you written a book on this? And the answer is no. And they'll say, why? And I'll say, because before it goes to the publisher, it's out of date. Something has changed. It's, it, and, and then it becomes uh, silly because somebody can say, look at this. He says that, and that's not even accurate. Well, it was when I said it. So I don't do that. That's why I always tell people, go ahead and quote me if you want to, but date me, because knowledge changes, but Jesus does not. Where are you putting your trust? You might believe in the, the current story that once upon a time there was nothing, then it blew up, and now we have pandas. I left out a couple steps. Uh, there, uh, that's, you could put your, your trust there, but is that A rock? Or is that something going to be changed tomorrow? What about in the political field? Can you put your trust in a party? Can you put your trust in a person? That changes too, does it not? Where is your trust going to be? Your trust cannot be in a preacher. Because if I have not yet, I will let you down. Not because I want to, but because I'm gifted that way. I'm a human being. That happens I'll say the wrong thing or I won't say the right thing or I'll be in the wrong place or not be in the right place. it's going to happen. Don't put your trust in me. Don't put your trust in anyone other than the rock Jesus Here's the problem though. The people of Israel had taken the rock for granted They had all been baptized that passage in 1 Corinthians 10. It's quite interesting to read that quite informative 1 Corinthians 10, they'd all been baptized by the cloud and the sea. They'd all been surrounded by it. They all ate the same spiritual food, Paul says. They all drank the same spiritual drink. They all drank from the rock, and yet most of them died in the desert. Here's your first bullet point for the day. Being around the people of God is not the same as being the people of God. Being around is not enough. In fact, being raised in the church Or being in an important church family is not the same as being on the rock. Before I moved here, I averaged 70 flights a year going to work with a bunch of churches to help them bring their leadership along and make changes and things and how to help the the churches survive and grow. And I've, I've turned down an awful lot of those since. I think I might pick up a couple here that are coming from friends right now. But I would go and talk to them. And you would always have one person in the crowd that would would grab you on Sunday and look at you and say, my family founded this church. Really? So, was Paul as annoying as people say he was? (laughs) And that's when they think I'm as annoying as people said that I was. But what they're trying to do is say, since we were here first, we're safe. No. It's are you on the rock? Are you on, are you on good terms with Jesus Christ? Not is your name on the, the songbooks in the pew. If you don't know what those are, that's an old thing. Um, the people of Israel, there's a big crowd. Those on the rock and those not on the rock were pretty much indistinguishable from each other. But there were some who relied on christ relied on god and there are others who relied on just being in the right crowd having the right name and friends i won't do it in the morning when i rise give me jesus there's a song we sometimes sing this is uh, it's another, another one of these older songs take the world but give me jesus have you heard that one that's a scary one to sing isn't it you might not think so until you think about what you're saying take the world but give me jesus but think about it that's exactly what jesus requires of us that attitude take the world just let me have jesus he asks us what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul what does it profit us if we gain control of the country but lose our soul what happens to us if we become a megachurch but lose our souls it's always got to be about Jesus. A couple of people, and they weren't being mean at all. They were—they were just curious, and I like questions. Came uh, whenever they found out we were going to spend almost a year looking at names of Jesus in the Bible. Said, "Will that get a little tiring after a while?" And I said, "You know, it might. It might. That's a fair comment. But we need to develop a laser-like focus on Jesus Christ. The same way that whenever we talk to a young couple about to get married, we say. This is the face you're going, well, this is the person, face will change. That you're going to see every morning when you wake up the rest of your life. Laser like focus. Are you ready for this? Christ requires that. Friends, if your sandstorm's behind you, rock ledge is ahead of you, you're running to get to the rock, this is a bad time to be easily distracted. To go, oh look, a cactus. You're going to die. Jesus says, focus on Jesus. Remember when Peter sank beneath the waves, it was because he quit looking at Jesus. He looked somewhere else, and he sank. Heritage won't save us. Name won't save us. Our tradition won't save us. Earthly blessings won't save us. Our position in the world won't save us. Only Jesus. I want you to forgive me for talking about Scotland as much as I do. It's in my heart, it's part of who I am. But there's a place there that I took Cami to. I only think I took her there once, Dumbarton Rock. And then the big castle in Edinburgh, which I took her to probably 30 times, because every time everybody comes over, you've got to go see that rock. It's built into the top of a volcanic rock. And it's just amazing. But Dumbarton Rock, from the ancient kingdom of the Strathclyde was over top at all. As you would enter the waterway, there's this big cone, another volcano that had gone dormant. And on top, Dunbarton. And dun and dum mean the same thing in Scottish, which means rock. When armies threatened, that's where they ran. The people didn't live there. That's where the army lived. And when our, whenever the people were threatened, they'd go there to be protected by those in the rock. And if it was a really good rock, you'd build a tower or a fortress upon it. Many times as I would take people through the highlands, I would stop and say, now it looks all desolate, but I want you to look over there in the distance. Do you see there'd be one solitary tower? I say, now look all the way over there. You see another one. One would light a fire. The other would light a fire. It was a primitive telephone, the signal that something was coming. Head to the rock. Christ is our rock, our fortress, and our tower. We're in a battle. Get to him. Get to him if you are looking for anything else to put your life on base your life on you're going to be disappointed get to jesus and he's not just a rock he's a high rock not to delve into areas where i shouldn't go but failure to take the high ground at gettysburg is what cost the south the war they decided to wait to get the high ground later or that the high ground wasn't that important so the union got on top of Little Round Top, and that was it. That was it. Take a look at Psalm 27. He's not only a rock, he's the high ground. My Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life, the rock. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it's my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock." Way up there, out of harm's way. By the way, take a look at this passage in 2 Samuel chapter 22. All of 22, by the way, is about this. All of chapter 22. But right here is what we'll read. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My my God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. From violent people, you save me if you go to psalm 18 it's pretty much the same thing all the way through and then take a look at this psalm 71 verses 1 through 8 in you lord i have taken refuge let me never be put to shame in your righteousness rescue me and deliver me turn your ear to me and save me be my rock of refuge to which i can always go Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, since my confidence since my youth. From birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. I wondered whether I should read all of these passages and just keep drumming at home. And I kept getting the feeling, maybe God was speaking to me, but he doesn't talk to me audibly because I'm a member of the Church of Christ and I couldn't handle it. But it could have been that somebody in the room needs to hear these passages again and again and again. Somebody is in a battle. Somebody needs to remind themselves to get to the rock. Somebody needs to remind themselves that one of the reasons that they're in trouble Is they relied upon the wrong thing or the wrong person and they didn't get to the rock? That's not to criticize those individuals for we have all done that Everyone has done that we need to remember We need to remember and guess what we do when we remember when somebody dies or there's an important thing that occurred We raise up a stone do we not a stone we'll put a name on there we'll put a date or we'll put on this date this battle happened or on this date born at this house this person lived we put up something a marker now today it could be a flat marker metal marker it could be one of the roadside historical markers as a boy I was always fascinated by history always wanted to read as much as I could when we came to America, they had those things by the road. And we'd even let you know it was coming. Historical marker, a mile ahead. But my father was on a schedule. He, he had a place to be. So he would be driving, and I'd say, yeah. but he, he appreciated education. So I tried that. And I'd say, Dad, um, historical marker, up ahead. And he was trapped. And so he would just, but he, he wouldn't stop. He would slow down and he'd say, read fast. And it got to where I and my two sisters would divide it. You take the top half, I'll read the middle. you get the bottom. And we know so much stuff that never happened uh, because we didn't read it right. Uh, And we put it together wrong. I can take you to places off of the road in the highlands of Scotland where the tourists never see, where there are cairns and standing stones and stone tunnels and underground tunnels that are larger than two football fields built by people that we do not know. We don't know their names. We don't know their tribe. We don't know why they build it or to whom. But the stone is still there to remember. As you walk into Edinburgh Castle, built into a rock, most will go and walk the, the battlements and they'll go into the old dungeons and such and it's a brilliant place to be. But I always walk to the place that is holy over... Above it is carved into the stone to the glory of God and in memory of Scots who fell. And then you walk in, and there are the books with the name of every, every man and woman who died in battle over the, the centuries. I took Cammie there for a particular reason. I said, Tailors once were as common as Smiths. She was a tailor. I said, Common as Smiths and Jones. I said, Do You want to know what happened? I took her to the books, and page after page after page of Taylor's Lost, World War I. And in the middle of it all, what's there? A stone tomb. What do you have at Arlington? A stone tomb. We put up a rock, not only as a shelter, but as a, as a memorial. This is who we are. This is what we want to remember. This is what is important to us. We are the memorial. For the living Christ. He is our rock. And he places us up as rocks. To be his living memorials. We are the Ebenezer. Keds, did you ever wonder about that song? Oh thou fount of many blessings. It goes, here I raise my Ebenezer. And you're getting Scrooge in your head. And wondering what in the world. Ebenezer was an old Hebrew word. Which meant my stone of testimony. It meant a standing stone. Like Stonehenge type thing. We're going to put a standing stone up here, the stones of Kalanesh or the Cairns or something like that. We're going to put them up to testify that God is God and I belong to him. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Stop right there. You might also be rejected by humans, but you are chosen by God, and you are precious to Him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, see, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen And precious cornerstone and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame Every church program we have has to be built on the rock of Jesus Christ Every worship service has to be focused on Jesus Christ All of the prophets all of the priests all of the judges all of the kings all of the writers All of the gospel writers all of Luke's work Paul's work All of that was to bring us to they say to Jesus Focus on him. To the point where during the transfiguration, whenever Moses and Elijah show up and the people get very excited, God breaks into the party and says, this is my son. Look at him. Focus on Jesus. I do men's retreats every now and then. Marriage retreats as well. One of the things I do at a marriage retreat is I ask the people there, look at your mate for a while. Just look at them. Don't look away while I'm talking to you. Look at your mate. Now, while you're looking at them, I want you to notice something. They're kind of cute. A lot of times you forget, don't you? Don't nod your head. It's not safe, guys. (laughs) Assume somebody else. I'm talking to somebody else. Not you. Not you. No. Sometimes you forget. Look at them. They're actually rather stunning. Remember to look at Jesus. Don't let your eyes wander. If you're married to Jesus, don't flirt with the world because you are married to the rock and only on the rock are we safe. Only the rock and those around the rock will live forever. I'm going to ask Mark to come up. He's going to lead us in an old-style congregational way. In an old-style congregational hymn. I guess it is, isn't it? It is. Let's all stand. Archimedes once said, give me a place to stand and a lever long enough and I can move the world. And he said that to illustrate the new principle of the lever and fulcrum that he had discovered. You give us a place to stand and we can move the world. Well, God gave us a place to stand. Make sure where your feet are. Check your feet. Are you standing on the rock? Check your eyes. Are you looking at the rock? Do you are not saved by being near it? You have to be in it.